Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 4 What I am saying is that as long as an heir is underage, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the time set had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Formerly, when you didn't know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You're observing special days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you that somehow I've wasted my efforts on you. I plead with you, brothers and sisters, become like me, for I became like you. You did me no wrong. As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. And even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself. Where, then, is your blessing of me now? I can testify that, if you could have done so, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? Those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. What they want is to alienate you from us, so that you may have zeal for them. It's fine to be zealous, provided the purpose is good, and to be so always, not just when I'm with you. My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, how I wish I could be with you now and change my tone, because I'm perplexed about you. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born as the result of a divine promise. These things are being taken figuratively. The women represent two covenants. One covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears children who are to be slaves. This is Hagar. Now Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she's in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem that is above is free and she is our mother. For it is written, be glad, barren woman, you who never bore a child. Shout for joy and cry aloud, you who are never in labour, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Now you, brothers and sisters, like Isaac, are children of promise. At that time, the son born according to the flesh persecuted the son by the power of the spirit. It's the same now. But what does the scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we're not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman.
you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you his heir. Wow. This is another fabulous feast about the favour of our father and a further revelation of the frequent folly of his flock. At the root of the problem with the Galatians is that they just don't believe what God has told them. The artisan coffee machine has been installed in their kitchen. Their own personal barista would come at the click of a finger and craft them a beverage that is beautifully bespoke. And yet, they aren't drinking the coffee. In fact, they're on the phone to Uber Eats to order a greasy spoon's flat white. One of the greatest issues in the church today and throughout history has been the unwillingness of Christians to actually draw on the bounty that God has made available. They create a whole range of difficult and boring processes to try to achieve what God is more than ready to give them. It could be people who hold back from receiving prayer or people who create theologies about the gifts of the Spirit not being available today. It could be people who don't receive the free forgiveness for their sins or people who turn a blind eye to the beautiful wisdom of the word. Over and again, the problem for Christians has been that God has been dwelling in them, the Spirit has been hovering over them, Jesus has been ready and waiting to pour out his grace on them and they've spent most of their energy getting stressed and anxious about how they can cope with their life. Drink the coffee. Be filled with the Spirit. Get the bread in your head by reading what God said. Do the stuff and let Christ be formed in you. God is so abundantly good and so abundantly available. He doesn't do everything you want. And to engage with God does take effort on your part, but God is abundantly good. God is abundantly available to you right now. So, like a child of a great father and an heir of all things, with optimism and joy, look around and receive all that Jesus has made available to you today. Here's a question for reflection. What would it look like for you to more consciously live as an heir of all that God owns? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.